It's a joy to be with you all again today. It really is a delight to see you all um, each time I pray on here. Um, the Lord, I just want to give a brief update here of uh, the Lord is really opening many doors for um, bringing people not just to the basics of the gospel, but um, sitting down with people and helping them understand the gospel. Even today, uh, we got to share two Bibles of two people that were interested in um, a couple of days ago or last week and get to give their copy of the Bible. And, and even as we're leading, one of leaving the um, house of one of the ladies, she opened it right away and just started reading aloud with all her neighbors around uh, the first time reading Genesis 1. Um, so it's exciting to see God working and thanks for those who um, pray for me and all those who are working to spread the gospel. I want to share today a brief part of Psalm 143. And before I go there, I want to pray first. Oh Lord, I come very aware of my need for grace. We all do, Lord. We ask, Lord, supply your grace to us. We are poor and needy. Come and speak to us by your spirit and teach us to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 143, Psalm of David. And I'm going to read verses 3 to 6. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of the hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Selah. This psalm caught my attention this week because of verse 6. Verse 6 is a striking picture of prayer, a prayer of desperation and longing. And though it doesn't describe every prayer we pray, there ought to be times in our lives, in our Christian experience, when we pray like this. Uh, like David here in verse 6, praying with, with real desperate need and and a longing desire. And this is how our Lord prayed too at times. Jesus in the days of his flesh offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears to him who is able to save him from death. Hebrews 5. So if we look at this prayer, we see need and desire. These are like two strong wings that can lift us up to the Lord when we pray. And we see these two here in David's prayer expressing first in his, his posture and prayer. He says that he stretched forth his hands unto the Lord. Here's a different posture than lifting up hands and, and worship. His posture is one of a beggar. Expressing one's sense of need while acknowledging that we are ready to receive whatever the Lord gives. Notice that both hands are stretched out here. Both hands because of the desperation, like a beggar whose life depends on this merciful gift of another. Yet David's hands are not stretched out to any stranger. He's not just begging for help from anyone. He says, I 
stretched out my hand unto thee. He knows that vain is the salvation of man, Psalm 60, that it's only the Lord who he really needs. The Lord is his hope. And so here's this prayer uh, coming in this posture of desperate need, like a man who's poor in spirit. And notice the second phrase in verse six, it shows his longing in prayer. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. He's in the wilderness, he's in a desert, and he compares his soul to this thirsty desert land that's parched and dry, longing for the rain to fall on it. And his soul felt like that before the Lord. He was thirsting, thirsting for God himself, like a desert. A.W. Tozer wrote a classic book on, on this theme called The Pursuit of God. And in it, he's, he says, come near to the holy men and women of the past, and you will soon feel the heat of their desire after God. They mourned for him. They prayed and wrestled and sought for him day and night in season and out and when they had found him the finding was all the sweeter for the long seeking david's life was a current of spiritual desire and his psalms ring with the cry of a seeker and the glad shout of the finder end quote may the lord teach us to realize our need to be stirred up to seek him in this way as we look at the psalm we can see though what what was behind this this type of prayer in verse six we see the situation in verse three what's going on in his life he says the enemy has persecuted my soul he has smitten my life down to the ground he has made me dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead it seems like it's likely david wrote this psalm similar to the previous psalm 142 while he's hiding in a cave running from Saul. And what a severe trial this was for David. Saul hunted David like an animal. And he had a whole a whole lot of soldiers to at his disposal to chase David. And so David feels he has been chased all around the wilderness. And that's what this word persecuted actually literally means to be chased or pursued. He's been chased until finally he feels like he's he's in after a long season of running and hiding, he's in this place where he's trapped. He feels like the enemy's won, that the enemy has already smitten him down, crushing him to the ground. And now he's like a dead man dwelling in the darkness of a cave, like a skeleton shut up in a forgotten tomb. What did all of this effect have on David's heart? How did the depression, the defeat, as darkness affect him. Well, you, you see it in verse four. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed or fainted within me. My heart within me is desolate. So the intense trial brought David to the end of himself. Here he's, he's not only drained of all strength, but he feels like his very life is ebbing away. He says, my heart within me is desolate. His heart felt like that desert around him, this desert wilderness. It's, it's an uninhabitable habitable place because there's no water. Without water, there's no life. His soul felt like that, a dry desert, no nourishment of water. 
without any life. Many of us have probably felt uh, like this in seasons of our life, seasons of dryness, seasons where our spirit is fainting and overwhelmed and, and where we feel like our heart is desolate. And sometimes in these seasons, it's very difficult to pray. We can come to God realizing our desperation, but there's no faith to actually cry out to the Lord. In these seasons, the Lord has given us a powerful means to stir us up, to pray in faith. And what is this means? David uses it here. The means is remembering the days of old. This is verse 5. In the midst of his weakness, in the midst of his dryness, he says in verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the works of thy hands. Faith doesn't grow in thin air. We can't just muster up faith within us. Faith grows in the soil of truth. And the truth of God's character is powerfully illustrated for us in his works. When his hand moves and he shows his, his great power and his tremendous love, we see what kind of God we have. And then our faith begins to grow. And this is what happened in David here in the midst of the darkness of a cave. You can hear David talking to himself, reminding himself of the days of old. David, you have to remember those days of old when, when my fathers groaned to the Lord in the midst of their oppression in Egypt. He heard their cry. He sent a deliverer. Behold, the listening ear and merciful heart of your God, David. He showed his might over Pharaoh and all the gods of Egypt. He sent those many plagues. Behold the mighty power of your God, David. He killed the firstborn of Egypt, all the firstborn, but he passed over all those Israelite homes that were sprinkled with the blood. Behold the justice and the mercy of your God, David. He brought Israel out of Egypt. He brought them safely through that great sea and he collapsed those towering walls of water on our enemies and drowned them all. David, behold the triumphant victory of your Savior. And then he led Israel through the wilderness with a cloud by day, the fire by night. He fed them with manna day after day. They had what they needed. David, behold the king, the shepherd of your people. He led them to Sinai. And then he came down on that mountain, burning with fire, wrapped in smoke, trembling greatly because he had to declare his commands to his people and establish his covenant. David, behold, the dreadful holiness of your God. David reminded himself of these days of old. And there's three words here. He says, remember, and then meditate and muse. These three words together show us that it wasn't just a bringing the truth to his mind and it left. No, he he meditated, he pondered these works of God's hand. And what happened in his heart when he began to ponder the works of God? His faith began to grow, began to flourish within him at the remembrance of God's past works. He began to believe again that this same God of Israel was the God today who knew he was in this cave, who knew what was going on with Saul and would deliver him. The Lord would guide him. The Lord would supply everything he needed. 
And so here, we must follow this example the Lord has given us and remember and meditate and ponder on the days of old when God stretched out his hand in spectacular displays of his mercy and might. Days of old, like we just discussed in Exodus, and days of old, even when Jesus came to earth, God sent his own son and performed such great works like calming the wind and waves, driving out thousands of demons out of a man, speaking, and the dead come back to life, and then burying our sins in his body on the tree, and three days later, triumphing over death and sin and crushing the head of the evil one. What great works has God shown us? And then beyond that, we have the book of Acts and the outpouring of the Spirit and the growth of the church and the spread of the gospel to all nations, and then the strengthening of the church and the sanctifying of the church. And then we have church history and all the accounts of church history and biographies. We can go through all of these and ponder them and be reminded that our Lord's hand is powerful to save, powerful to revive his people, powerful to lift us up that we may pray as we ought to. So may the good spirit lead all of us to pray like this as beggars stretching out our hands and with the longings and thirstings after the Lord. Amen.